Yo mama's so fat, when she wears high heels, she strikes oil. Here on Industry Focus. Hey everybody, I'm Mark Reith here at Taylor <laughs> Muckin. I swear we're professionals, by <laughs> yeah, the way. Yeah, I'm starting to question that. Ah, with a beard like this, uh, it screams professionalism. It's a podcast, let's have some fun. Yeah, hey, why not? Uh, Taylor Muckerman here. Today is Thursday, so we are of course talking about the energy sector. Honestly, Taylor, it seems like everyone is talking about the energy sector. They should days. be. Yeah, there's a lot <laughs> going on. Uh, we got a lot to cover. Let's start with the big headline, and that's got to be the price of oil mm-hmm. these days. Uh, we actually saw a headline uh, that said, no reason oil will stop at $50. And we were, when we were talking about this before the show, you more or less said, duh. There's yeah. no reason it will stop at $50. So what, what, why? Why is $50 not a strong enough, maybe psychological number to keep it uh, at that price? Well, I mean, it's done this before, just a few years ago, late 2008, early 2009, oil dropped from well above where it was earlier this year in the June-July range where it did hit its 2014 peak. We were talking about $150 a barrel oil in 2008, dropped down to below 40 in a matter of a few months. But then you see from 2009 until July of this year, steady climb right back. Investors cannot let this pass by without taking a look at some safe oil companies because, I mean, this this might not be the nadir, but it's definitely near it. And, uh, I mean, if you follow that same path, I, I'm, I'm following a lot of big companies right now. Give me some names. Uh, who, who's safe out there when the price of oil, yeah. who knows where it's going to be in a couple months? Well, I mean, right now, you got to look at the big oil companies. In a, in a time of distress, you hope that they're prepared for something like this. They have cash on the balance sheet. They have the access to cheaper capital than some of their riskier peers. And, have a, and they have you know, the projects that are built out for decades rather than just this short blip in prices, which might last one to two years at most in my mind. Uh, so right now I'm looking at an ExxonMobil, a Chevron, which just announced that it discovered more oil in the Gulf of Mexico, showing that this isn't putting a kibosh on everything that's happening in this industry. They're still making discoveries ready for oil to return to a $70, $80, $90 range. Right. All right. So you think it's still feasible that these big companies are spending this much money. Uh, At what point does it become not feasible? At what point is the price of oil so low that Mm -hmm. they're going to stop drilling? Well, stopping drilling is exactly what most of them are talking about doing, but they've got these wells that they've already been drilling or have already drilled, so they're not going to stop in the middle, um, and they're going to keep producing what they've already discovered. So you're going to see production grow maybe out in the next six months and then taper off if they don't decide to return to drilling uh, measures. Mm -hmm. So right now you look at oil at $50 or just south of that. I could see you know the majority of companies in the U.S. need oil higher than this, but... That's only near-term cash flows. When you model a company, you're expecting an ExxonMobil to live for a lot longer than just a year. Mm-hmm. So while near-term cash flows do have the greater impact on your current share price valuation if you get into all the financial modeling, I'm still expecting most of these companies to be around in 2020, 2030, right. producing oil, making money for their investors. Okay. And speaking of producing oil, a, a lot of these companies are starting to uh, save up their oil, yeah. if you will. Their, their, their supplies are growing. Their stockpiles are growing. Uh, that's got to be chaotic for this market because as the stockpiles grow, you know, as supply continues to grow, we're not seeing an increase in demand here. Yeah. What's that going to do uh, if demand doesn't increase, supply just keeps on growing, especially here in the U.S. as we continue to play chicken with OPEC? Uh, what's going to happen to these companies who just keep on saving their, their oil for a rainy day? Well, you look at yeah, U.S. stockpiles have been growing, and that's 
adding pressure to prices. So you've seen that in the news a lot. Mm. Stockpiles growing on a weekly basis. But on the demand side, you're not really seeing any pullback. You're just seeing slower growth. Mm. So you, and this is just estimates out of China for the most part. But you look at gasoline sales in the United States last week, highest in seven years. So we still have some demand, and even at these lower prices, demand is increasing because you can drive across the country and for a lot not. cheaper. Yeah. So you're looking at companies that use oil as inputs, uh, airlines, retail stocks. Um, you're looking at chemical companies that use the petrochemicals as feedstocks. Mm. They're all enjoying a nice boost. Um, and so enjoy it while it lasts because I don't think the oil prices are going to stay this low for a while. But yeah, you hold these in your stockpiles hoping that the prices revert back to the mean. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why you're seeing, I think, a lot, of, a lot of storage hike up. Not because of reduced demand, but because maybe they're trying to hold on to it for, like you said, uh, a rainy day, but in, in their minds, that'll be a sunny day. Right, fair enough. Uh, now, looking overseas, uh, OPEC, I just mentioned in the last segment, uh, they're more or less challenging U.S. producers yeah. to slow down uh, their supply, to start stockpiling, mm -hmm. as we just talked about, whereas OPEC is not slowing down at all. They're still producing. Yeah. Uh, and you look at uh, Saudi Arabia, where oil is so important to that country, it's truly the lifeblood of that country. What's, that, what, what's the price of oil is if it continues to drop and these countries continue to produce as they have? What's going to happen to these countries overseas that they truly rely on oil so yeah. overwhelmingly? Well, you're going to see their reserves take a hit because not their not their oil reserves, but their dollar reserves. Because they, yes, they, Saudi Arabia can produce oil for twenty dollars a barrel, hmm. but they can't meet their budgetary requirements that they've set out because they have so many subsidies for their for their citizens um, through the price of oil being at a hundred dollars a barrel. Hmm. That yeah, okay, so they can last maybe two years, three years at this current prices, but they'll be sapped completely dry on the monetary front. And they've been building this for decades. So I, I see it highly unlikely that they continue this path if oil prices and U.S. producers don't slow down. And that's an important thing to think about is our production is still growing. But OPEC has said they're going to maintain production. So they're not growing production. Right. So even though we're growing it, they want to keep their market share. But we're, we're trying to steal it. So we're, we're still producing more. Um, which is why I don't think that this OPEC battle is going to last for very much longer. Okay, let's wrap up with one wild, crazy prediction. Where's, oh the, stock, where's the price of oil in a month? In a month? <laughs> yeah, um, nice and short term. I'm going to say within $5 of where it is right now. Okay. High or, or higher or lower. All right, that so. makes sense. I think $50 is a psychological. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a barrier if it keeps going lower, but... Man, I don't see it going too much higher anytime soon. But I can't stress the importance enough of, for investors to keep an eye on this sector for maybe once a week, twice a week, check in, see what companies are doing, see what the industry is talking about, because not only does this affect energy companies, but this really does affect entire portfolios. Mm. And if you're not exposed to energy, you could find very worse times to get in than right now because you know the market, people have sold off 40, 50, 60% right. based on price of oil being low for another year. Come on. Yeah. We're long-term investors. On. Let's let's look long-term. That's right. Uh, Tyler Crow posted an article a little bit ago talking about the 1980s, where early 1981, 1982, when oil did something very similar to this based on Saudi Arabia. Mm. Exxon lost 40% of its value in a year and a half. Since 1982, shareholders have returned 6,900%. <sighs> Woo! 
I like this kind of return. Just a little fact. Long term. I like right. that. Very, all right. Very smart. Very smart. All right. That's it for this edition of Industry Focus. If you want more great stock advice, head on over to focus.fool.com. We have a very special offer for our Industry Focus viewers. It's for our stock advisor service. Great service. I've been great doing service. great things over the last 20 years. Tom and David Gardner. Um, check it out. Yeah. Taylor Muckerman, I'm Mark Reith. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.